Hello and welcome back to the Parallax Perspectives podcast with myself, your host, Daniel Lawson. It's such a privilege and such a pleasure to be your conduit into receiving these epic insights, this wisdom and knowledge that our guests are sharing so generously. If it's your first time tuning in, this is the Parallax Perspectives podcast. It's all about bringing new perspective, expanding and furthering your perspectives to create even more choice and opportunity in your life to create a life to fall in love with even more. So our guest today, Mr. Earl Kapule, originally from Hawaii, now living in Florida. He spent almost a decade in the solar sales industry from door-to-door managing teams uh, through to coaching and consulting for major organizations across the United States. He's been a keynote speaker at major industry events. I know his work best through the gratitude mindset and really attracted me to, well, a previous episode that we covered was on self-acknowledgements. And I was curious to understand how gratitude and self-acknowledgements really go hand in hand. Some of the conversations that we open up, I love how his perspectives and what he uses gratitude for is really developing our internal self. The internal, having gratitude for our internal parts of us that we can turn up and develop even more of. I love how it goes hand in hand with self-acknowledgements and he brings his own nuances to it. We open up conversations why gratitude, even though it's such a widely spoken about term now, how many people aren't privileged to this conversation yet even though it's becoming more popularized and why and how it's so challenging for many people because it's not being demonstrated enough of he goes into sharing some really great immediate immediately actionable steps that we can just use to put into our lives today and start really seeing the benefits as soon as tomorrow and the next day tune in I really would love to hear your feedback on this episode. And if you love the work of Earl, of course, I'll leave the links to all of this work in the show notes below. And he shares with you how you can best get in touch at the end of the show. Enjoy. And I look forward to rocking out with you shortly. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm super happy. Thank you for this opportunity to be on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, you've been in the solar industry for what, like coming up and maybe over a decade now, right? Starting out in door-to-door managing teams all the way through to coaching and consulting for organizations across the United States. Epic work, man. Keynote speaking or you're mentioning um, being the panel speaker at SolarCon, the biggest event in solar in the United States right now. I think that's awesome. Um, I know you best through the work that you're doing and founding the gratitude mindset. I'm wondering what was the defining moment if there was one or what was the inspiration that really led you to or from solar sales and into now coaching gratitude? Yeah. Um, So what I found was in door to door, it's all mental, right? Like it's not a lot of physical work. My background is construction, but I found really quickly that door to door is very hard on your mental and emotional health. And I saw there was a huge gap in training people with mindset. So in the 2019, I was invited to speak on my first stage at a solar conference in Texas before SolarCon came around. And so 
I had to put, to put together content from my six years or five years in, in the industry so far at that point. I had to put together all this content. And what I did was I created a, a list. It was about 20 things. I had 60 days to prepare. And I said, I'm going to list everything that's been helping me over the last five years. And then I'm going to do it, try to do all of it over the next 60 days every day. And at the end of it, I'm going to see which one gives me the most results. So I had, I had write my goal, daily goals out affirmations, meditation, gratitude was on there. And this is the first time I've ever intentionally practiced gratitude. I didn't even know what that would look like, but I just put it on there and I said, I'm going to think about things I'm grateful for, for five minutes every day. Right. And, and the reason I did that was because of people like Gary Vee, Bob Proctor, a lot of people, but I did that. So in 60 days, at the end of 60 days, my goal was to sell 20 accounts in 60 days. And what happened was I did more than the 20 and I, I felt like I didn't have to work as hard. Like it came a lot easier and I got referrals here and there and deals just went a lot smoother. And so when I, when I got to the end of the 60 days, I, re, I looked at the list again and gratitude popped up. It, 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 I, I realized in that 60 days, the gratitude I did, I was most consistent with gratitude because it made me feel good, which led to better results. And so I went on stage, I put the presentation together around gratitude, and that's when the gratitude mindset was born. And from there, after I gave that presentation, everybody loved it. And I went home and said, I'm going to start a brand around this, start a company. I'm going to start transitioning into this because when I was on that stage, when I was giving that message, I, I never felt better. And for me, it was just that time to transition. Door to door got me to that place. It developed me into that person. And now I want to give it back to the industry and just teach people the things that has helped me to live my passion. I love that, man. What an epic story. Congratulations. Well done. Huge acknowledgements. I love how you mentioned uh, the door to door helped you become who it is that you need to become to that moment. And then seeing and embracing that transition to the next version of yourself and the wisdom that you've learned along the way. I love that you're giving it back into the community or in, back to the community that crafted you in order to come and become who it is that you are, where you are today. I think it's awesome. One of the, in the last session, we're opening up the conversation around self-acknowledgements. And for me, self-acknowledgements gave me this, uh, this inner ability, this inner wisdom to really accelerate my momentum. So your story there, what you just shared, highly resonates with me. And so I, we, we went through how self-acknowledgements really amplifies and accelerates our success. I'm wondering for you and your perspective in that list you mentioned on there, self-affirmations as well, and a potential, potential like positive thinking or positive psychology, how does gratitude fit into this puzzle? If you see there's, is there contrast, is it all part of the same thing? Or how do you segment that and draw out gratitude as, as your thing specifically? Yeah. So with gratitude, it's, it's a lot deeper than most people think. And, and the people that do practice it, you know, they write their 10 things every day. You know, that's like level one. <laughs> and, and over mm -hmm. the years, what I found was that what you appreciate appreciates. And I found that like, when I appreciate myself, I feel better and I feel more valuable. So I appreciate in value. So then I started to appreciate specific parts of myself, I appreciate my, my communication skills, I appreciate 
my ability to learn more every day. I appreciate how I am kind to other people. And all of those things started to get better. And what I found mm -hmm. was gratitude, essentially, what it does is whatever you want more of, appreciate what you have of it now, <laughs> right? You want more freedom? Appreciate the freedoms you have already. You want more love? Appreciate the love you already have right now, right? And you can't give what, of what you don't have. But one, that's what I found with gratitude is it's super powerful. It's like you just keep, like, it's like imagine having a magic wand and saying, like, I appreciate that. And then it grows. You get more of it, mm -hmm. right? I think it was Oprah Winfrey. She said, the more you're grateful for what you have, the more you will have to be grateful for. Um, but th so what I'm saying is just, I mean, look at things you have. Appreciate it every day and watch how those things will increase and grow. Yeah. I love that. It's such a powerful message. It aligns to what I've noticed a lot with my, my clients and coaching coming in, especially, I, I think we all do it unconsciously until we bring consciousness to what it is that we're focusing on. So many people are focusing on what it is that we don't want. And I guess that is amplifying more of what we don't want and what you're sharing here with gratitude is it brings attention into what we want more of. And then appreciating it and cultivating that. I love that. Yep. yep. It's such a fantastic message. And not only that, I love what's standing out most to me. It gives me like goosebumps on my arms is bringing gratitude to the inner parts of ourselves. It must be such a, a fantastic and wonderful way of demonstrating self-love. That's what I'm hearing from you. All yes. the things within us. Yes. Everywhere what? I go, I, I'll go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Share, please. Everywhere I go, I always ask this question. I ask people, how many of you grew up with people around you, your parents, siblings, telling you, I appreciate you, Daniel, every day, hmm. like for something specific or just saying, I appreciate you. They might have said thank you, right, for opening the door, things like that. But how many times did you get the phrase, I appreciate you and your name afterwards? Hmm. And nobody raises their hand. Right? Like, I'm like, every day, did you get that? Nobody got that. And so, my message is every day you need to appreciate yourself. This is why you feel mm. unappreciated, <laughs> right? People grow up, they become adults, and they have this need to prove themselves to, to get appreciation from other people. And I'm telling people, you can give yourself appreciation. When you do that, mm -hmm. you go into the world not needing appreciation from others. It's nice to get it, but you're not seeking it. You're not wanting it or needing it because your cup is already full of appreciation because you've spent that time to appreciate yourself first. And yeah. then when you do that, then you have the ability to appreciate others. Yeah, I love that. Got to do it for ourselves first. It's a core human need, right? To know that we matter. And I guess... What I'm, what I'm hearing is giving that, self, that appreciation to ourselves is letting ourselves know that we matter. And with that, it allows then others to respect us in the same way. Mm -hmm. Going back to what you were mentioning before, bring gratitude to the internal parts of ourselves. Do you see that's where it's most effective? Or what are your views and opinions around giving appreciation and gratitude for the external things? the materialism in this world. Is that important yeah. also? Yeah, I, I do believe that the most important area to appreciate is yourself. 
So appreciating yourself first and foremost, because you can't give appreciation if you don't have it. And if you try to, you may give appreciation to things that you don't really want <laughs> to appreciate in your life. You're just appreciating it because other people are appreciating it and you're just copying them. But when you really appreciate yourself and, and love yourself, you start to find what you truly want, what your inner self really wants. Then you appreciate those things. And so a lot of people mm -hmm. are like, how do I find my passion or my purpose? Love yourself. <laughs> appreciate yourself, right? That child that grew up with trauma and different experiences, love that version, encourage them, and they will tell you what you've always mm -hmm. wanted to be and what you've always wanted to do. And so just getting in touch with that part of yourself that's afraid, appreciating them and saying, it's okay. You're an adult now. You're free. You can do whatever you want. And I'm going to love you and appreciate you no matter what you choose to do. Yeah, beautiful. This conversation around gratitude, I don't think it's definitely not a new conversation. I do believe more people need to be exposed to the power of this conversation. I also sense that is especially the listeners here on this on this podcast specifically out in the wider world have heard this conversation and have either chosen intentionally or in uh, unintentionally to kind of ignore it and not bring it into their lives have you seen any themes or challenges that hold people back or mess people up and really being able to bring this act of appreciation for gratitude in their life yeah you know a lot of people struggle with self-appreciation. It's easy to appreciate the people in their lives that have done good things for them and the things they have in their life. Those are a lot easier to appreciate. Mm. But when it comes to appreciating themselves, I, I've found with my clients, the, that's the harder part. And I give people an exercise to look in the mirror at least once a day and appreciate yourself for something. And at the very least, just look yourself in the eyes and say, thank you and see mm. how that feels. Right. And just doing that little by little, starting small, which is thank you. And then walking out. Um, and then over time you start having conversations and really appreciating yourself by saying, you know, I appreciate you for working hard today. You know, it was a hard day on the doors, but you got through it and you stuck it out and you stayed out there as long as possible. You didn't get an appointment, but it's okay. You're still worthy and tomorrow you're going to do better. Mm. Like having those conversations because parents didn't have that with you growing up. It was all oh, you need to do better. Oh, you got an F all oh, you're in trouble. Right. And, and so now we're just changing that inner narrative of it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail. It's okay to get rejected. That's all part mm. of this process of developing yourself. It's all about learning. So just learn from that and then grow tomorrow. Um, mm. But yeah, it's very difficult. I see a lot of people have a hard time looking at themselves and, and trying to appreciate themselves for something, mainly because they didn't receive a lot of appreciation. So they don't know where to start. So I just help mm. them by giving them a, a starting point. And then they start getting into a groove of like, oh, man, I appreciate myself for this. I appreciate myself for that. Um, so they just need a small starting point a lot of times. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing, because I was going to ask you, why is it so hard? And so what I'm hearing is it's because so many of us haven't been taught how to do this. The demonstration mm -hmm. wasn't there as children. Yeah. We don't have enough of it in society. We've been taught the opposite. We've been mm -hmm. taught you get appreciation when you do something worthy of appreciation. 
right? You get good grades, then you get the appreciation. You do your chores, then you'll get the appreciation. Um, what I'm trying to tell people is you appreciate yourself first, and then you'll go out there and perform. Don't, don't wait to mm. get the, the result you want or whatever you're, it is you're trying to achieve, and then that's when you're going to get appreciation. Have the appreciation for just where you're at, who you are and where you're at. And, and then if you can do that, you can get any result you want, but you have to start there. Um, if you don't do yeah. that first, then you end up with everyone else in the rat race, constantly struggling, chasing after this feeling that is always running away from you. Um, instead, just always have the feeling with you, no matter what happens in your life. That's self-worth, isn't it? That's so powerful. What you just said there, it just occurred to me, no wonder so many people are chasing self-worth or having it almost like out on the open market, trading their self-worth for results or outcomes. As if, if I go and get the result or the outcome, now you're going to give me my self-worth because mm. that is what's being demonstrated. You're not allowed to be worthy until you get the result or you get the outcome or you get the goal or you come first or get the high grades. Yep. That's profound. <laughs> no wonder we're in this world of going, well, how can I establish the self-worth? And then from the self-worth is also the self-love and self-confidence, self-trust and all the self-attributes yeah. or parts of ourselves. Yeah. So what you're saying here is start bringing the self-appreciation to ourselves and we can start really building that inner world through mm -hmm. gratitude. Yeah. You know, it's a great way, the way it's set up now, it's a great way to keep people working for you and building your business and building your company, you know, mm. but at the end of the day, when you do that for yourself, then you get to truly go and work for whoever you want to and do what it is you want to, not for worthiness, but because you love it, because you enjoy it, because you're doing it from a place of already feeling worthy, and then you can bring your best to the market. That's what people need to understand is like... The lifestyle you want doesn't come from the career that pays the most. <laughs> it it mm -hmm. comes from having self-worth and then going out and doing whatever your heart and your mind desires. That will give you the lifestyle you want with ease, not struggling and constantly battling um, against the grain. This will allow you to flow. Yeah. Awesome. This is a really wonderful conversation. I have so much respect for it. I, I also sense that there could be people here listening and people out in the world going, well, that's, that's a wonderful conversation and theory. I'm really inspired by it. And then they go out again in the day and still choose to ignore it or not action it. I'm wondering for those people that are super logical, they're focusing on business, focusing on outcomes, to add even more weight or hopefully inspiration of you know, to be the catalyst for change in this area. Do you have like real empirical evidence that would make establishing gratitude as a habit worth the effort? Because what I'm hearing is this is a real, it is a habit, it's a ritual, right? And any new ritual or habit is going to be challenging at first in storm. What, what is the real yeah. evidence that makes this all worth it that yeah. you've seen? For sure. So, over the years, I've studied a lot of different people. I've read different studies. And, you know, a lot of this has to do with the subconscious. Most of our day, most of our thoughts, up to 95% of our thoughts, feelings, and actions every day are programmed in, in our subconscious. So nothing new. 5% were conscious. 
And that's where we make the changes. We have to change the 95% using our 5% of consciousness, right? But, but this is where I tell people, you need to be patient because you're not going to change all of your habits overnight. You're not going to become Mr. Grateful or Mrs. Grateful overnight. It took me about six months before it really felt like a habit and I didn't have to try to do it anymore. Um, but it, it starts with small actions over time, reprogramming the subconscious to where now in every single situation, you're looking at what can I appreciate in this situation? Keep my vibration high. How can I solve it quicker? Versus getting triggered and looking at it as a problem problem that makes you feel bad. Um, so gratitude, with a habit of gratitude, you know, reprogramming your subconscious is going to allow you to make decisions from a higher emotional state, more lo logical, right? Because when you're stressed and anxious, you're not going to be super logical. Sometimes you'll be unreasonable. You know, you may not be able to think clearly. So we want to be in a happier state. But people are will say, well, how do you do that when crap hits the fan? Well, if you if the habit is already there, things aren't going to hit the fan a lot. <laughs> and even if it does, it doesn't affect your emotional state. And you can still make really good decisions. This is how peak performers make decisions. They make these decisions from a peak state. If they're not in a peak state, they have tools to get there. And so when mm -hmm. it comes to evidence... There's evidence that when you say certain things to yourself in the mirror out loud over and over again, your behavior begins to change, right? Um, and so just affirming these things over and over until you naturally are attracted to taking action right away. You don't have to force yourself. A lot of times people are like, I'm, I got to force myself to get on the doors. Well, when you start reprogramming the subconscious, the subconscious wants to go out there and knock. Why? Because I've told my subconscious, I get to door knock because I get to be outdoors. I get exercise. I get to meet new people. I get to get paid for to develop myself. I get to learn more about communications. My subconscious now has more reasons to knock than to not knock. And then the reason a lot of people don't knock is because in their subconscious, they have more reasons not to knock. So I'm out there more than you because I have more reasons to go out there while you have reasons to stay home. So that's where, where it all comes to play is where we all have programs in our subconscious and we have to change it in order to change our life. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of facts and science that talks about this where you can just change it and, and change your life. Yeah, well said. I love that. I love that phrase. I get to do this. I tell myself that when I'm laying in a puddle of sweat, dying at CrossFit, um, <laughs> this fucking sucks. I get to do it. I pay for this. <laughs> I get to do this. Because the reality is like, you know, say door knocking. I came from a, a world of door knocking as well. And there's, there's plenty of people out there that would love to have that opportunity. There's people that don't even have legs out there that would love to be walking around the street knocking doors. Yep. And to say, I, I get to do this. Like I'm out in the fresh air. I've got legs. I'm enjoying this beauty. And then, you know, stumble upon someone else that's not loving it. I'm like, dude, where's your perspective at? We, we, yeah. we get to do this. Isn't this awesome? And make a pretty good income doing it and getting to talk to people and engage with people. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. So I, I love that perspective. I mean, in the beginning, that's going to, your body and your mind is going to say, that's still not a good enough reason, right? Like, a lot of people will try mm -hmm. these affirmations at first and be like, eh, it doesn't feel authentic. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but you have to say it more and more and you have to really visualize yourself enjoying it. Um, 
because you can yeah. enjoy door knocking. You can love it. A lot of people say, oh, you just you're just saying that. <laughs> like, no, it's true. I do love it because there are moments there are a lot of moments where it does suck. But that doesn't mean I can't love it. Um, there are mo moments where people get helped. Right. Like I have good conversations. I meet cool people. I see a lot of dogs and nice cars. There's a lot of things to love about it. But people are constantly focusing on the things they don't love because 95 percent of the program says, be careful, there's rejection there. Be careful, there's people that are going to be rude to you. You're bothering people, right? And so there's a lot of negativity in our programs so that we look at everything with a negative perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On that topic about uh, self-affirmations or positive affirmations, if you've if you got a view on this, like for me, I, I know that it works for so many people out there and they love it and you're sharing it. Have you come across this thing of, I look in the mirror and I'll tell myself uh, on, on a day that I'm not feeling my best, I feel like I'm kind of useless and I'm like, yeah, you fucking rock. And my, my brain, my, my, my subconscious goes, no, you're not bullshit. It's like, it's too powerful. <laughs> it, it knows that I don't fucking rock. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? Is, is that a, a normal thing? And, and do you have something to combat that? Or do you have another approach when self affirmations isn't, necessarily serving or totally functional for others like me yeah you know a long time ago when i first heard about affirmations first thing i thought like many people do is that's weird <laughs> talking <laughs> to yourself it's kind of weird and then when i started to learn about it the first level i, I saw was all of the i am's it was just i am i am healthy i am wealthy right and then i got to another level where it was affirmations are statements that you want to make beliefs that you current that you don't currently believe right now, right? So if you so you have a negative belief and it's holding you back. So in order to get rid of a limiting belief, you need to replace it with a better one, one that makes you feel good. But the problem is a lot of people will choose new beliefs that are way higher than the one they're at now, and so they don't feel it. So they're like, ah, this doesn't work. Affirmation is not for me. So instead of saying imposter like syndrome. Yeah. Instead of saying, I'm a billionaire, like if you do that, it could probably work, but it might take you a lot of repetitions because there's two ways the subconscious learns repetition and theta state. Now, theta state is when you're in a relaxed state and it's a, kind of like a hypnosis state where the wall between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind drops and you can put, put a new program into your subconscious. So this is why I tell people to do affirmations right when you wake up and as you fall asleep, because you're in theta brainwave state naturally. Now, the big thing about affirmations for me is they have to be pretty believable. You don't want to go too far out there. So instead of saying, I am a billionaire, you can say every day I am taking actions that is making me more wealthy or every day mm. I'm working on myself in a way that allows me to bring in more income. Right? These are believable statements that you can say over and over again that will make you feel more wealthy. Instead of saying, oh, the bills are coming or oh, I don't have enough money and I'm looking at my bank account. You're saying things that are true and it's not too far from where you're at, but it's just a little bit further out. And that's an easy way to gradually level up your belief system. Instead of trying to skip five steps, you're just going to go one step above. Um, but I just tell people, get creative and get specific with yourself. Say things like, every day my life is getting better because I'm getting better. And I'm making better choices. 
So yeah. obviously my life's going to get better, right? So those type of affirmations and not trying to, not being too general, but a little bit more specific to yourself and your goals. And then saying it in a way where when, when you say it, you're like, oh, that feels good. I like that one. Mm. I'm going to use that one because if you feel good and you're saying it and you feel good, more likely it's going to turn into a belief a lot quicker. If you don't, yeah. if you're saying it and you don't feel good, it takes longer. Yeah, it's such a valuable piece uh, piece of advice, insight. Uh, what I'm hearing is it's going, it's creating affirmation in a way that the unconscious or even the conscious mind can't argue with. Yes. I, I think that's where a lot of self-affirmations go wrong or aren't necessarily serving is because that voice can come up and go, bullshit, no, you're not. But if yeah. you're giving the affirmation yeah. away, like you've just described, it's the evidence is there. It's leading the unconscious yeah. mind to go, actually, that's true. Focusing on yeah. more of what it is that I need to do or who it is that I need to become or how it is that I can show up to create more of where it is that I want to be going and the outcomes that I want to be getting. I love how that ties yeah. in so well with, well, appreciating, appreciating ourselves and the gratitude and showing up in all of who we can be. Yeah. It's kind of like, so, you know, you, if you give affirmation, there's a bouncer standing in front of the door into the subconscious. So you give the yeah. affirmation to try to get into the subconscious and the bouncer says, nope, according to what's in there, this does you can't get in, sorry. Right, it's looking at the evidence, looking in the files of the subconscious and says, nope, that doesn't belong in here. There's nothing like that in here. <laughs> but you come with a similar program or similar phrase that's similar to everything in there, just a little bit tweaked to where it makes you feel good and it shows a little bit of improvement and positivity, then it's gonna say, okay, you can come in. And it goes in. Yeah. If you feel good, that's so cool. That means it got in, right? Um, but yeah, that's how I like to do them. That's so cool, man. There's there's a big wave of say mindset coaching out there at the moment, or this focus on on changing your mindset to then change your actions. I I heard before when you're going like in terms of installing and establishing a new ritual or habit in in your life you're mentioning go and do the actions enough and then the mindset catches up what's your views or opinions around which way if there's one way more effective than the other or they come together what comes first mindset to change the actions the actions to change the mindset you know i think they go hand in hand um because my clients they have things they do in the morning to set set up to prime the mind for the day and then they have a set of actions to do that kind of reinforces what they did that morning, right? So I'll give them some, some things that programs the subconscious a little bit in the morning. And then throughout the day, they're taking some actions to kind of just reinforce what they did in the morning. So I think both go hand in hand. But, but ultimately, it's the beliefs that create the thoughts and the thoughts that create the emotions and the emotions that create the actions, so if you find that your emotions isn't lining up with, hey, I feel like going to the gym at 5 a.m. this morning, then there's still some thoughts and some beliefs that need to be adjusted before you can feel like going. Because I hear a lot of people saying, oh, just do it anyways. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but know at the end of the day, you can get to a point where you love going every day or most days yeah. because you've changed the thoughts and the, and the emotions and the beliefs. Yeah, totally agree. Totally on board with that. I think determination, this relentlessness and showing up is super valuable. Mm -hmm. And saying that, mm -hmm. and in saying that, it doesn't all have to be arduous forever. Yeah. Because that's where ultimately it le leads to burnout. 
you yeah. need another way. And uh, what you mentioned before in terms of taking actions or doing things that are going to stimulate the brain in different ways and looking at the research behind the neurochemistry and the neurobiology to allow that to take over and do the heavy lifting so it doesn't have to be so arduous. It yeah. can show up to doing the hard things or making the hard things easy. I don't mean doing easy things, but making yeah. the hard things easier. Yes. Um, I really love how this whole conversation plays a part of that. Yeah, I always tell people that inner work makes the hard work easy work, right? Yeah. Like if you feel good about yourself, you love yourself, you feel worthy every day, then those hard actions are a lot easier than when you don't feel worthy. And a lot yeah. of people still don't get it. And I always tell people this, you need to do the meditations. You need to do the gratitude, the visualizations. Kobe Bryant meditated every day. He visualized his, his moves and all of his plays in his mind. And, and people that knock doors don't even rehearse their day to knock doors, it, it, they, they don't see the connection. And I tell them, it doesn't matter what you do in life. These, these are things that apply no matter who you are and what you do in life. Because the mind, so they all have the same type of mind and it works the same way. So once you learn how the mind works and how you can change it and mold it, then it's game over. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And also the cool thing about it, I think this conversation has been like a spiritual or kind of airy fairy fluff conversation for many, many years. Now it's being proven by science, the research and like the top performers in all areas of life are showing that visualizations and, and maybe, I don't know whether I want to say manifestation, but visualizations, yeah. meditation really is coming through and, and, and achieve incredible results through it, like outperforming others in their field that might be training three times as much as them, but adding that visualization really levels them up. That's yeah. awesome. Sharpen the so axe good. first. <laughs> Sharpen the axe first. So how do we, how do we start? You know, somebody that's watching this and going, okay, I am, I'm on board. I really want to bring more gratitude in my life. I've kind of heard this conversation or parts of this conversation before. I haven't really implemented much in the past. Where is it that I can start right now today? And it's, and it's simple and accessible to really start compounding some great results as quick as possible. Yeah. I'll give two main ways that I tell people to start because everybody's a little different and there's so many different ways to practice, but you got to find the way of practicing gratitude that you like. So some people, they like to just journal, get out their phone or a piece of paper, write down 10 things in the morning. Um, you just keep doing that, but 10 different things every day, right? And try to be as creative as possible. I am grateful for this shirt that says gratitude because it reminds people to be grateful, right? Like, and then you say, why? Always say, I'm grateful for this and why? The why internalizes your appreciation for whatever it is you're focusing on. And it's telling your reticular activating system, this is why I appreciate this. Put that in the program. And make sure to help me be aware of more things like this throughout my day. That's what you're doing. Awesome. The second way is a body scan. It's a gratitude body scan. So I'll tell people, set a timer for about five minutes. You can play music or not, but sit there, close your eyes and start at the top of your head. And you'll say, I appreciate my skull because it protects my brain. And then just think about that. And then you see, move on to your brain. I appreciate my brain because it allows me to think and it creates uh, 
serotonin and melatonin and it makes me feel good. I appreciate my eyes because of the things I can see with it. The people that I love, I get to see them. And then my, my ears because I can hear beautiful music and people speaking to me. And you just do that all the way down to your feet. But you just stop at each body part and you say, why? And as you do that, you start to feel better. You start to feel better about yourself and about how you have so many abilities that you don't even appreciate on a daily basis that some people don't have. So it's just reminding your brain of how worthy you are and how valuable you are and all the things that are a part of you, how, they, how valuable they are. And so they'll just do that. You just do a body scan and then go throughout your day. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm curious to go, can we go a little bit deeper on what you mentioned with why? So say I'm, I'm really grateful for right now, like I, I'm in Mexico, love living here. I'm really grateful for living in Mexico. What would be like the why statement behind that for our listeners to really dive deeper into that? Because it kind of leaves for me, I go, well, why there's, it's almost like there's too much. And so it's almost overwhelming or it could be too small. Is there further um, sentences or ideas that you can help with going, okay, how can we refine the why in a way that's really meaningful and important to me? Because I think a lot of this has got to do with personal importance, right? Not just like I'm grateful for the food I eat because, well, it allows me to live. It's almost like a given. I think, I think that's, that, that's great, but it's almost a given. How can we take it to a next step where I feel like I'm emotionally connected with this gratitude? Yeah. That takes time, right? So in the beginning, being specific with your gratitude can be difficult. So I tell people mm. to start general, right? Awesome. Um, but the why has to do with like truly why you appreciate it and, and what you want. To, you want to get more of that out of it, then specify why. You know, I, I'm grateful to be able to work from home because I get to spend more time with my family and my dogs and create my own little space at home. And then when I appreciate that, then unconsciously, uncon I'll put it into the subconscious. And now every, every day I feel much happier just because of that. But I need to remind myself of these things because if not, then my brain is gonna be focusing on other things that I don't appreciate, maybe, mm. you know? So for your case, it might be, I appreciate being in Mexico because the cost of living is better. Um, the, the beaches are nearby, you know, the things that you actually love about it. And you can be more than one thing, right? Um, but start general and then move your way to being more specific because the more specific you get, the more powerful the practice becomes. But that takes time. So you always want to just start general. If you have a hard time, start general and then you move more to be more specific. I'm mm. creating a program where we're going to we send out different questions to you every day. Or you can buy one of our journals where every day there's a different question to kind of just get your brain thinking about why do I appreciate this thing? My phone, why do I appreciate it? And you got to write these things down. And now your brain is becoming aware of how every little thing within your eyesight, there's something to appreciate about it. Mm. So good. One of the language patterns that I noticed as you're, as you're giving these examples was I appreciate it. And you put because, and so I, I because sounds like it was the good bridge into the why. Yeah. And then when you said being at home with my kids and, and my family, it was like, it was because again, but what it sounded like to me was, well, it means that I am happier. And yeah. so I wonder, 
this could be a good sentence structure going, okay, well, um, I'm, I'm really grateful for being here in Mexico because it means that I can go to the beach every day. And what that means is that I'm able to go swimming or decompress, but then tying it into the motion of how it is that I really feel. I'm going to start applying that into my journaling practice. I think it's a really beautiful way to really elevate and bring appreciation and gratitude in the context of what we're talking about here. Um, yeah. There's something else that really stood out to me as, as you're describing, especially in the first half of our discussion, talking about appreciation. What's the nuance or how do you see appreciation and gratitude? What's the nuance or the connection between these two, if there is one, or are they interchangeable? I mean, they are very, very similar. Um, but I feel like appreciation is more like acknowledgement of something that is valuable and you're just giving it the acknowledgement it deserves because it's giving you, it's giving you value in your life. So you give it appreciation. Um, gratitude can be more like just, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive today. I'm grateful for the things I've achieved in my life. It's it just, it's a little bit different, but I feel like when you use the word appreciation, you're saying, thank you for the value. Um, and, and, and then it'll give more value. So you're drawing mm. even more value out of it by acknowledging that it is valuable. Mm, gotcha. So appreciation is the act or the attribute that we can practice to then get the result or the outcome of having or the feeling or state of being of gratitude. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. It's a really great way to start deconstructing what it is that we're showing up to and really bring to life within our lives and within our reality. It's so good. Yeah. So as, as we wrap up uh, today, thank you so much for all the wisdoms that you've shared here. I, I, it's such a powerful conversation. It's such an important conversation, I think, and I'm very grateful on behalf of everyone that you're serving to continue to bring this wisdom to reality. I don't think it's a conversation that we can have too much of. Mm -hmm. And this world that we're living in, we need even more appreciation to feel more gratitude. As you mentioned, so many benefits for it, but it's so uplifting. I think living and being in the state of gratitude in whichever way you're looking at it, from the scientific perspective or from a spirituality perspective or just a place of just happiness and joy, we're going to be attracting so much more into our lives and experiencing such a higher level of life, living in a state of gratitude, right? So thank you so much. As, yeah. as we wrap up uh, this, this session, this is the Parallax Pers uh, Perspectives podcast, where we believe that expanding our perspective offers just so much more choice and with more choice leads to more opportunities. Do you have an additional gold nugget that you'd love to really leave here for all of our listeners to go away and reflect on? Yeah. Um... I love the name of the podcast. You know, something I teach my clients is power perspectives. And, and really, you know, what I try to teach them is how you're looking at things is going to affect how you feel and how you act upon it and determine the result, the, the quality of the result, right? And so I always give this example, especially for people in door-to-door. I'll say there was a, a long time ago when someone would ghost me or cancel their appointment. I set the appointment, we had a good conversation at the door, come the next day, right before I get there, they text me, hey, Earl, husband said they don't want, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> We've all had that. 
and I used to feel really bad. I'm like, oh, man, wasted my time or get a little angry. Like, oh, I try to save it with, it with another text. But I realized that that perspective was not helping me at all. It just made me feel bad. Then I tried to go knock the rest of the evening and didn't go well because all I could think about is why, why did they cancel on me? What did I do wrong? Right? So I changed the perspective to, to this. I stopped and I said, what is another way I can look at this situation that will make me feel better versus feel worse? I need a power perspective to raise my frequency, my vibration, so that I can continue to stay in peak performance and not let this thing affect me. So I asked some questions. Okay, let's look for another perspective. Because we always choose the first perspective that comes in. We get triggered and we're like, oh, this person is rude or whatever, right? So I changed the perspective. So I asked myself, how long do you usually spend in appointments? One hour, hour and a half. I was like, okay, now you have an extra hour, an hour and a half to knock. How, how many appointments can you get in that time? And I told myself, two, easy. In prime time, two. Okay, so they canceled, the one appointment canceled. You now have an opportunity to set two more to replace the one and get an extra one. And you can always follow up with them. This doesn't mean you're never gonna sign them up for solar. And so then I started to see the good in it. Oh, okay, cool. Since I did that, every time someone canceled 95% of the time, I would go out and get two appointments. While everyone else who had a canceled appointment that day got zero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and all I did was change the way I looked at it. I love what Wayne Dyer said. He said, when you change the way you look at things, things you're looking at change. Yeah. I, I love that I discovered that quote after I named my business Parallax Life Go because I discovered that on my own accord. And back then, all those years ago, my ego would have been too big to hear someone else tell me it. I'd have been like, ah, it's dumb. It's already been thought of. <laughs> and so I named my business this because I just discovered it myself. And then, and then apparently, you know, Wayne Dwyer, and everyone's been talking about this. And there's so many greats that model this and teach it to us and i'm like oh wow this is epic and there's just so many different ways we can apply it so i love that you've the way that you've applied it and you're teaching it through door knocking so good and i know that all of our listeners can apply that story that metaphor in whichever challenge that they're facing right now or the challenges that they're facing up facing up to and facing in their lives i think it's awesome thank you so much for everything that it is that you've shared how can if somebody's listening Whoever's listening here that would love to get in touch with you, work with you closer, find out more about what it is that you do, what's the best avenues or starting points to get in touch with you and find out more? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I appreciate you again for having me on and everyone who's listening. You can find me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. It's my name, Earl Capule. And you, if you want to set up like a discovery call, learn more about what I do, maybe just see if what I do would be a good fit for you, you can go to earlcapule.com and set up a discovery call and, and also grab my free training on there. There's a free training. It's about 40 minutes long where I talk about the pace of peace and basically an overview of what I teach people. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll drop all the links into the show notes below for anyone that is listening click through easy access and get epic value. Thank you so much for all the work that you do. And uh, I hope and I trust that we'll be in contact and rocking a stage, another podcast in whatever way that we can come together and continue to bring all the value that you have to life even more. Thank you so much. 
Thank you.